Listen, it's a new year. Don't ask me to get on the phone if you're not going to tell me what we're getting on the phone to talk about. I done noticed that that's a move for some of y'all. It's a new year. We're not doing that anymore. Somebody called me and she was like, Mo, I got to run this idea by you. You're going to love it. I said, well, give me some specifics. She was like, nah, I can't do that. That's why we need to get on the phone. Would you like to jump on the phone? How am I supposed to know if I want to jump on the phone if I don't know what I'm jumping on the phone for? That's the trickery. No, I don't want to jump on the phone until I know what I'm jumping on the phone for. I'm not the person who watches a movie without watching the trailer first. That's never been my move. Some of y'all, that's your move. I got to see the trailer. I'm not going all the way to the movies if I don't know what the movie is or what the movie is about. Get to the movie, you 10 minutes in. It's the dumbest decision I ever made. I would have known not to do this if I saw the trailer. That's what happens when you get on the phone before you know what you're getting on the phone for. You ever get on the phone with somebody and 10 seconds into the conversation you realize you don't want to talk to them? Now you stuck because you don't want to be an ass? Or somebody you ain't spoke to in years, you call them because you in a bad situation, think they might have changed? 33 seconds in, they the same damn boring-ass, narcissistic person. <laughs> you like, damn, don't try to get me on the phone unless I know what I'm getting on the phone for. People be like, hey, come over and talk. What you want to talk about? Well, I'll tell you when you get here. No. No. Tell me now. I might not want to get there. I don't know. I need a subject. There's a reason if you forget, Gmail reminds you that you don't have nothing in the subject line, fam. You sure you want to send this message without a subject? I need a subject. This the energy I'm on all 2021. Some things going to change around here. I don't care if you like it. Welcome to In The Moment. Happy New There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell. Your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Episode 49. I'm back. Yeah. It's been a long time, and I feel like it's 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 always me having to tell y'all that it's been a while. I know some of y'all are tired of it. All right, Mo. Like, I'm, I'm constantly disappearing and coming back, but this time it really was different. I was on a two-week vacation. I lost my grandmother. I've been going through it, y'all, but I'm back. I'm feeling a little better, and I'm here to give y'all the energy y'all so have missed. I've missed y'all, too. I want that to be known, and I love and appreciate everybody who came to me and was like, yo, fam, I know you're going through some stuff, but so am I. Can we get a part? I appreciate you, and we parting. I'm back, all right? Happy New Year. To all my friends, my family, my fans, my listeners, everything. If you are listening to this, wherever you are, Happy New Year. 2021. We in this thing. We in this thing. Goodbye, 2020. 2020 turned boys to men, but it ain't hard to say goodbye. That's for damn sure. We see 2020 never again. So right now, wherever you are, whoever you are, say that 2021 is going to be a good year. Say it. Don't be scared. Say it. Say it out loud. Feel it. Embrace it. Receive it. Everybody shook. Scared to death. I ain't get one. This is my year text. 2020 came. I had 47 text messages from people talking about this I year, Mo. Not one person sent one of those. Not one. None of y'all wanted to claim this shit, huh? <laughs> y'all was nervous? I was. I wasn't claiming nothing. They could have sent me a brochure that said, Mo, this is your year. Come collect. Nah, I'm cool. I'm straight. You can have it. But this is going to be a good year. You got to say it. You got to believe it. You got to receive it. 
It's going to be a great year. We positivity all year, but not right now because we're getting into what I'm mad at. I don't Speaking of phones, don't put me on the phone with somebody if I ain't specify I want to talk to them. <laughs> Some things need to change this year, all right? And this is one of them. Stop doing this. This happens to me too often. I'll be with family or friends and somebody be like, yo, Mo, Gerard is on the phone. Here you go. Yo, fam, I never said I wanted to talk to Gerard. <laughs> Mo, your aunt is on the phone. Hold on, I'm going to put him on. No, no, don't put me on. I didn't ask you to put me anywhere. I would have said, oh, let me talk to him. That's a move you got to wait for. Stop putting people in awkward positions. Somebody in my family the other day put me on the phone with somebody I never met. I didn't know who the person was. Hey, Mo, talk to him. For what? I don't know who this is. Hey, hey, how you doing? All right. You good? All right. They started telling me shit that I wasn't there for, that they claim I remember. Hey, remember back when you was two? No, fam. I don't remember when I was two. Man, I used to hold you. Thank you. I was two. I would have held myself if I could, but I do appreciate you. I do. You need me to hold you now, or how do you how do you want this to go? <laughs> like I would if I wanted to talk to the person, I would have called them. I didn't. You wanted to talk to the person. You the one on the phone. You have the conversation. Just throw me into entertaining. I didn't ask for this. Was minding my business watching PowerBook. Now I gotta now I gotta pause Tariq. Cause you want me to talk to somebody I ain't spoke to since I was two. Stop doing this. Okay? If I wanna speak to him, I'ma either call him or I'ma tell you. Stop throwing me on the phone. We staying on phones. <laughs> Stop calling people back to back to back if you feel like there's a good chance that they might not have your number saved. Stop it. Stop it. If I don't have your number saved and I don't answer the first time, I'm certainly not going to answer the second time. And the more you call, the chances will continue to decrease that I'm going to answer. I'm certainly not answering by the fifth time you calling me from a number I don't know. Why do y'all do that? If you calling somebody and you feel like they might not have your number, just leave a voicemail or send a text. Hey, it's so-and-so. That's what's going to get the person to answer. Not calling them 43 more times from a number they don't know. And if you call me five times from a number I don't know, and then the same amount of time elapses between the next call that elapsed between the first four calls, but this time it happens to say private, I still know it's you, stupid. (laughs) Whomever you are. Like, I'm not tricked. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know how wild you got to be to think that that's going to work? They'll never figure this one out. I'm going to just block my number. Fam, stop it. Stop doing this. If somebody may not have your number, or even if you think they do have your number, you're better off texting or leaving a voicemail than calling 43 times. Just trying to help you save some time here. All right? Stop getting mad at people for not knowing who you are when they really don't have a reason to know who you are. People get so mad at you. I can't believe that they don't remember me. Maybe you weren't memorable. (laughs) It might not be them. People encounter a lot of different people on their daily walks. I know it's humbling. I know it's humbling to find yourself in a situation where someone may not remember you. But if they don't remember you, you just weren't memorable. You have to stop blaming other people for the fact that you weren't memorable. And most of the time, you shouldn't want to be memorable. (laughs) It's usually if somebody remembers you, It ain't always for a good reason. 
So maybe it was okay that they didn't remember you. You didn't do nothing crazy. People will get so mad at you. Or people that call you and get mad at you that, yo, I can't believe you deleted my number. We haven't spoken 16 years. <laughs> Why is that so unbelievable? Oh my God, you deleted my number? People get new phones. I get that we got the whole iCloud situation nowadays. You think that somebody should have your number forever, but maybe they went through a cleanse. Maybe they just cleaned their phone out. There's a certain amount of time that has to pass to where you cannot use the, oh my God, you deleted my number. There's a certain amount of time. I don't know what that time is. Y'all got to figure out what that is for y'all. If it's a year, I can see a year being good. Like, yo, if we ain't spoken a year, you can't be mad that I deleted your number. For me, it's a week. That's just what it is. If we ain't spoken a week <laughs> and you hit me, you might get to who this. You might. It's been a week. I don't know. A lot happens in a week for me, all right? I'm sorry, but you don't get to be upset if somebody don't have your number, if we ain't spoken a week, or if somebody doesn't remember you because, well, you just weren't memorable, okay? We need to start taking accountability and blaming ourselves for things out here, people. 2021, I'm preaching it all year. And another thing. <laughs> I thought about this. This is something else that people do that I don't like. People will put you in your feelings when they're really in theirs. I don't like it. It takes me back to a time I was talking to this girl. I always been the kind of person that I just, I didn't play about my time. Let me lead with that. I've always felt like time is valuable and I don't like to waste it. I just don't. I've always had that. I was always big on time and I was always big on energy. So if I felt like you was either wasting my time or your energy wasn't, wasn't good i'm out i'm not wasting any more time or energy on you and i remember i was uh, i was like talking to this girl we had a really dope conversation i didn't really know her we just had a really uh nice phone conversation it was the first time we met and we spoke for a minute and it, it was cool i was like all right you know it was one of those like that was a real that was a real good first phone call it went well and then the next day i text her and she was like who's this right she hit me with the who this and I told her, and then she didn't text me back. Now, for me, um, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Maybe I was wrong, but if I text you and you don't text me back at all, like ever, I can see sending one more text because maybe something happened. So in my head, that's what I did. And then I think like a week went by and I called her and she did the same thing. Who's this? And I'm like, wow, okay, so I told her, humbly, because it's humbling, but I had to say to myself, maybe you weren't memorable, Mo, get over it. See what we're doing? I said it to myself, accountability, right? And then we spoke, but it was like, it was almost forced the second time. It was as if she was like a whole different person the first time. She was either drunk or a Gemini. I don't know, but we're not going to get into it. So, <laughs> Gemini's, I'm just playing. Y'all got to relax. Y'all be on me when I, <laughs> when I take shots at y'all. Y'all got to relax. I'm just joking. Not really. But when I got off the phone with her, she was short. It was short. So, to me, ladies, y'all tell me if I'm wrong. To me, that's take a hint time. As a guy, like, I never wanted to be the guy who had to take a hint. That's just, I just don't, I never wanted to be that guy. So, sometime I may leave the game, like, really early. I leave way before people start going to the parking lot. I'm that dude. It could be a great game, five minutes left, I'm out. I just leave the game early. That's, that's me. But it's because I never want to be the guy who has to take a hint. In my mind, even if I, like, text you, like, even if we start talking, 
And if we text for, let's say, two weeks, right, and I'm always texting first, I'll stop texting you. I don't know if that's wrong. I don't, but that's, I've just always felt like this should be a two-way street. Communication and all that. And if it's not, to me, that tells me you're not interested. That's the way I see it. So when I got that energy from her, I was like, all right, she's not interested. That's fine. Cool. No biggie. I ain't tripping. You're not about to get the whole, yo, what happened to you? Why you ain't hitting me back? You're not getting that text from me. So I just, I went my way. She went hers. Now, I'm not going to lie. I unfollowed her, right? Not because I'm mad at her. Just because, well, we're not going to speak again what I want to see you for. It was a waste of my time, a waste of my energy. And I'm not mad at you for that. But I'm certainly not going to continue to look at you because you uh, post too damn much. So I unfollowed her, right? And then randomly, like weeks later down the line, might have even been months, I can't remember. She hits me up like, yo, where are you at? So I text her back. Who is this? <laughs> it wasn't payback time, but again, I deleted your number. Why wouldn't I? I don't know it's you. And then she's like, I was going to come see you, but I guess you in your feelings, so never mind. What What? What are you talking about? <laughs> LP, stop doing this. Stop telling people they in their feelings because you a waste of time. Stop. Stop. No, I'm not in my feelings at all. I actually forgot you existed. I'm not even trying to be funny. I completely forgot the situation happened. Stop telling people they in their feelings when they just see you as a waste of energy. Same thing with the trolls who get blocked. I've seen this so many times. People get blocked and take it as it's an award. Like it's a badge of honor. Oh, he blocked me. I got to him. Yes. Oh, I did my thing. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. Sometimes people don't block you because you won or because you was right. I, I That bothered me one time. <laughs> That this girl was like, obviously I was right because Mo blocked me. No, if you were right, I would have had a conversation with you. If you made sense or if I felt like it came from a place, any kind of a sensible place, I would have actually had a conversation with you, even if we disagreed. I blocked you because it wasn't even that. <laughs> it's not a victory. <laughs> you annoyed somebody enough that they kicked you out their house. That's not a victory. It's a victory if you get invited back. It's a it's an energy thing. It's not an opinion thing. People try to make it like, oh, because you would disagree with me, you're going to block me. No, it's energy. It's the way you carry yourself. It's your approach. It's your delivery. It's all these things. They matter. They matter. And sometimes your energy is just not worth it. And someone has to protect their peace. And protecting their peace may be unfollowing you, blocking you, or whatever. That doesn't mean they're in their feelings. That means they're in their right state of mind. Stop it. Take this block. I'm mad at it. I'm mad at this doc I just watched on Netflix. All right, so listen. If you into serial killers and all that, that's kind of my thing. I'm not going to lie. Always has been. I don't know why, but I've always been intrigued by watching documentaries and things like that on crime, murder, serial killers, whatever. It's, just, it's my thing. And I just watched this joint called Night Stalker. Y'all, nah, fam. If you into it, watch it. I promise you. But make sure you got some time because you're going to cancel whatever else is going on in your life. Because I just, that's what I did. I canceled the day. I was like, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere until I finish this because it's just impossible to stop watching. It's gruesome. It's graphic. It's disturbing. And it's disgusting. I have to put that out there because it is. It 100% is. But the way that they put it together and the, and the writing and all of it, like the, the, the cliffhangers, it's, it's just really, really well put together. It's a really well put together doc. But it got me to thinking again. 
which is what I do. Y'all know me, right? And I'm never on the surface with anything. I go a little deeper. That's my style. Something like Blackstreet. Four of y'all will get that. rest of y'all won't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I feel like it's something twisted about the fact that when you really think about it, they give serial killers documentaries, right? But they don't give victims documentaries. Like it's, We give all of the serial killers the attention, the glory, and we don't really give the victims anything. You, you hardly hear about them unless you watch the doc that highlights the serial killer. And that's twisted when you think about it, to me. Like, I don't know why that's that way. But then I thought a little deeper than that. Not only do we give serial killers documentaries and attention, which is what a lot of these serial killers want, we give them cool-ass names. Like, why do we do that? That should stop. Because <laughs> they there was this one part where they talked about his name, and they were trying to come up with names, and then Night Stalker came up and it like trumped all the other names and it was like night stalker and i'm like yo night stalker is like kind of fly why would you don't give this dude a fly name they always do this like they should give them terrible ass names anything that's something that doesn't sound cool like stupid ass killer or this idiot who couldn't get his life together so decided to take other people's life at night ass person something like that like, like, like monster or worst person ever stalker. Like, why? What is night stalker? I was like, then this dude becomes a rock star, puts glasses on and has groupies. I'm like, this, this is really ridiculous. Like this, somebody should say something about this. Why do we give serial killers cool ass nicknames? We shouldn't do that. I'm mad at that. It's insane. And I was really shocked that I'd never heard of this dude. But that's all the light I'm going to give him. All right, let's get into the shout-outs. Shout-out the parents again. I'm, I'm shouting parents out again this week for a couple different reasons. Um, I really shouldn't ever need a reason to shout-out the parents. Shout-out to you if you're a parent because parents are dope, period. I mean, the older you get, I believe you, the more you truly realize if you had good parents, um just the struggles they went through and the beauty and all that they have done for you. And real quick, that's why I want to shout my moms out. Shout out to my mother, my beautiful mother, who uh, when, I, when I was grieving my grandmother, she took a flight out to be with me for the week. And I couldn't, my mom called me and she was like, what do you want me to do? When I went on the Burt Show and I talked about my grandmother the very first time before she passed, and I talked about her being sick. I got off air and I was crying uncontrollably. I mean, all of the emotions surfaced. And my, my phone rung and it was my mom. And I couldn't even get words out. My mom was like, she's crying with me. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even answer her. I didn't even have the strength to answer. And I said, I, I think I got I don't know, mama. I don't know. And next thing I know, she was like, I'm on my way. And hung up the phone. A few hours later, my mama was there at my front door. Don't do nothing. She ain't asked me to get her from the airport. Nothing. At the front door. Ding dong. Hugged her. My mama, my mama came through in a way that I can't even like put into words. I really can't. So these are the things that good parents do for us your entire life. They hold you down in that way. And what my mom did for me in that moment was it was exactly what I would have expected a mom to do. I mean, because that's what she's always done, which is show up. So shout out the parents. Um, Y'all are the real MVPs, And I genuinely mean that. In every aspect of life. Um, 
there was also a segment this week on the show where we we talked about parents who have um kids and they go out and they date people and the parent doesn't like the person that their kid is dating so they offer them money to leave and you've seen this in movies you've seen this in shows I ain't never seen this in real life. I've never seen this actually happen. But someone called and was like, nah, this is a thing. Because she said her dad offered her boyfriend at the time $10,000 to just leave, to disappear. And the boyfriend didn't listen. They ended up getting married. And now they're divorced. And I thought to myself, what an idiot. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? I have to stay with you now. Because if I don't stay with you, then I realize, like, I missed out on 10 Gs. This has to work. <laughs> if, listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I wish that would have happened in my life. At some point, I do. With the woman I've dated, the woman I chose in my past, I wish when I walked in there that they had a daddy who would have been like, yo, man, I eat 10 Gs right now, you disappear. Somebody asked me, you really would have left? Would I have left? I would have let him walk me wherever he wanted me to go. Where you want me to go? Want me to go to the Bahamas? Jamaica? Where you want me to go? Walk me there. You can watch me get settled in wherever it is you want me to be. For 10 G's? Especially in them days? He could have offered me 2 G's. I'd have been gone. What you mean? Fam. Who's driving? Like, that's all I would have said to him. <laughs> you want me to get in an Uber? You paying for that too? Um, I've never seen nothing like this. I would have, I don't know that I've ever been in enough love <laughs> to walk away from her father offering me 10 G's. I don't. Now, I would have tried to double the offer. That's just the kind of guy I am. I certainly would have tried to squeeze 20 out of him. But I'm telling you right now, if 20 come out of his ass and it's not Rihanna or Beyonce, I'm out. <laughs> what are we talking about? 10 G's? They laughing in here like, <laughs> what are y'all laughing at? You not leaving for 10 G's? She wasn't your wife then. Nah, nah, she got to be my wife right now. And if she's my wife right now, some of y'all are saying y'all wouldn't leave your wife or your girlfriend for 10 G's and she don't have 10 G's. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But if, if, she, <laughs> if she don't have it, matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? If I'm in that situation and I really love her and I'm like, damn, I think she's the one. Because he did end up marrying her. You're right. That's a fair point. I'm going back to her and I'm like, yo, pops offered me 10. What you got on it? That's... <laughs> That's where I'm going. What's up? You, you can you squeeze 15? If you can squeeze 15, I'll stay. But you got to, we got to, we negotiating now. It is literally, yes, 100%. It's become a negotiation. You got to give me 11. <laughs> you got to give me 11. I am out if you don't come up with 11. I'm sorry. I might take the 10 and come back, but I'm taking the 10. I know that part is happening. What happens after is a choose-your-own-adventure. But one thing is for certain. I'm walking out of that Thanksgiving dinner early with $10,000 in my pocket. I'm sorry. I might be back. I might not. But <laughs> this 10 Gs? Yeah. Yeah, in my 20s? Are you? Oh, my God. You got to be crazy. It would have been nothing to think about. Um, Shout out to this mom, too. 
this mom walked into her home and obviously you're not gonna be able to see the video but seeing the video was a little better but i'm explaining to y'all why i thought this was hilarious after but listen to the sounds of this is exactly what happens mom's walks in and she's got the camera like recording the floor and you can see like i don't know what it is i think it's paint there's paint powder markers everything it's all over the damn house and she's following the trail of it on the floor up on the wall all the way to the couch and when she gets to the couch she sees her two little sons probably i don't know probably three and four and they're in their uh they're in their diapers they're on the couch and they have all of the stuff on them too so you can see clearly that they had just got busy all over the house Alright, now y'all couldn't see this, but the funniest part about this video, right, was that the older son, he was probably four, I don't know, and when she says get out, like super loud like that, yo, he got up like a grown man who knew exactly what the situation was. I was, I was so, I'm like, this is not the first time fam has been kicked out the house. He knew exactly what time it was. He like, he kind of got up. Tucked his diapers and was like, we got to do what we got to do. Come on, little bro. And <laughs> little bro is sitting there like, yo, she, he is so terrified. Like the, the younger one is scared to death. You can see, he's like, oh my God, what is he's like, all right, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. But the bigger one was like, yo, I kind of knew this was coming. Yeah, we was wilding. All right, we, we, <laughs> we going to have to get jobs and shit. Like this is. <laughs> little dude stood up like he was already on Indeed. He was already applying for jobs. It wasn't really that serious to him. Like, yeah, I, I knew this was coming, but it was worth it. Like, he had to come back and get his little brother. Like, it's going to be all right. We, we fine. And I just, I admired <laughs> how confident this little man was in getting kicked out of the house. I was like, this is insane. But now mom's got to clean up the crib. And it's tough being a parent sometimes, man. So just shout out to the parents. Real quick, shout out to y'all. You all appreciate it. Alright, let's get down to business. Alright, so Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan are officially a thing. They're both posted on their Instagrams. Give it up for the new couple. They are now a thing. And here's my thing. Ladies, I'm mad at y'all. Because how did y'all let this happen? I've heard so many women talk about how much y'all admire Michael B. Jordan. Y'all love Michael B. Jordan. And there's women that are mad. First of all, the women that are mad. Oh, my God. I can't believe Michael B. Jordan is off the market. Relax. It's Lori Harvey. It won't be long. And that's my issue. Why are y'all letting this woman do this to that man's heart? Lori Harvey is the stepdaughter of comedian Steve Harvey. And... Well, she's kind of become the envy of woman due to her romance with Michael B. Jordan, but she's somewhat been the envy of a lot of women due to just the, not only the men she's dated, but how she's dated them. I mean, the woman has been tied to Diddy, his son, Trey Songs, some football player. I think the other dude's name is Lewis Hamilton and Future. Future's the big one because Future's been toxic to everyone else and she was toxic to him. And that's when she got the final stone. That's when she became Thanos. And now it's Michael B. Jordan. And I like Michael B. Jordan. I do. 
But when she finds out that he's not really the GOAT, when she finds out he's not Michael Jeffrey Jordan, I'm, I don't know that she's staying, man. I ain't even coming from a hating place. I'm coming from a place of concern. She got Michael B. Jordan posting more than he ever has. He ain't promote Creed the way he promoting her. I ain't see this much posting for Black Panther, Just Mercy, Fruitville Station, nothing. I ain't see it. And yes, he's dope. But it's Lori Harvey. They throwing snow at each other, having snowball fights. They building snowmen on Instagram. Every time I see them, they somewhere where it's cold. I ain't seen them on the beach. They taking romance to a whole different level. Most of y'all on the beach, y'all not even creative. Everywhere they go, it look like Rocky Four. They diving in the snow, making snow angels. Somehow it's still like the trees are lit up in the back, even though the snow is for It's amazing. And she's going to break his heart. Y'all know it. That man's smiling from ear to ear like he don't know what's coming. Somebody better tell Michael. Man, y'all better tell that man. Why didn't none of y'all text him? That's why I'm mad. All these women who talk about how fine he is, how much y'all love him. Why y'all ain't text him then? Somebody tell him, man. Ain't no future with Lori. She just left him. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Ask Diddy. Any woman that ran through half your immediate family, she ain't to be played with. No. The real Michael Jordan ain't had this kind of competition. Carl Malone, John Stockton was great. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp were great. Jeff Hornacek, Mark Price, Brad Doughty, Kevin Duckworth, Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> that wasn't his name. I think it was, I think it was Terry Porter. But <laughs> Clyde Drexler, Mike had competition, man. Patrick Ewan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Mike played against some goats, but he ain't play against Lori Harvey. This Michael B. Jordan got way more competition than Michael Jeffrey Jordan ever had. And somebody need to do something, man. I don't want to be there when the spark die and he try to figure out how he going to breathe with no air. Jordan, somebody's with me. I don't know who, but at least five of y'all caught that. I'm on a different level this year. Pray for Michael B. Jordan and clap it up for his new romance. That's all I'm saying. Soon as she find out he ain't really Killmonger, he not really Adonis Johnson, <laughs> she gone, man. Oh, Mike. I just told Kanye West. That don't kill me, can only make me stronger. Kanye West was rumored to have a romance with Jeffree Star. And Jeffree Star came out and said it wasn't true after using it for a little bit of clout. And, but again, y'all know me. I don't really deal with the surface of things. I like to go a little deeper. Shout out to Blackstreet. And when this story first broke and we talked about it on the Bird Show, I wasn't aware of the fact that this rumor was started by a internet star who gained fame from licking a toilet. I didn't know that. Someone should have told me that. Why no one told me that? This rumor that that went viral everywhere and was trending on Twitter started because someone who licked the toilet started it? And there's people out here who ran with it? 
what the hell is going on? We're not doing this in 2021. We're not doing that. If somebody licks a toilet, you don't listen to anything else that comes off their tongue from that point moving forward. Period. I don't care if it was a private toilet, a public toilet. I don't care whose toilet it was. You keep your tongue in your mouth. You got a voice, but you don't have a vote. That's that's what we're doing. How does a rumor get started that starts with someone who's licked the toilet? This rumor should have never circulated, and it should have never even been spoke about. I'm, in fact, I'm going to stop. I just wanted to make that point. From now on, if y'all know that someone tells you something, and it came from someone who's licked the toilet, it stops there. That's where you let it die. You don't tell someone else and say, hey, this happened. No. No. We don't, we're not letting toilet liquors start rumors, man. Everybody should not have a platform. Everybody should have a voice, but everybody shouldn't have a platform. If, if you lick toilets, you don't get to start rumors. That was 2020 shit. We've moved on. All right. <laughs> Vivica Fox gave Young Thug a compliment. Sort of. This one of those like backhand compliments, right? Is that what we call them? Can you be a sexy cockroach? Good, sexy ass looking cockroach. I was oh, and I don't mean that mean. Like I don't like you know what I mean. Like he looks like he looks like you know what I mean because it's like the little the hair and everything like that. But he's very. I know what you mean. He's I got rock star quality. Like he would be a great animation character. I just played that because I'm curious. Because I personally have never seen a cute cockroach. I just have it. Maybe y'all have. Send me a picture or something. If you've seen a like an attractive cockroach. I've never seen it. I've never seen an attractive. I've never looked at a roach and went, wow, you know what? Not so bad. Not so bad. I've never done that. So what is what is a sexy cockroach exactly? How is that possible? I don't, can you just put the sexy title on something that, that doesn't have a sexy version of itself? I don't think there's a such thing. You can't be a sexy cockroach. That's Vivica. What, what is she doing? I mean, I'm genuinely interested in knowing if y'all would take that as a compliment if someone called you a sexy version of something really ugly. Like, would you feel like, oh, thanks. Is it cute to be the sexiest ugly thing? Or is it better to be like the ugliest cute thing? These are questions I have. And they need answers. All right, let's talk about text. Let's talk about text, baby. Something that has to stop. <laughs> I'm just going over a lot of things that have to stop in 2021. Here's another one. You have to stop saying that someone's a bad texter. I'm not rolling. I'm tired of people calling me a bad texter. I'm going to tell you why. It's not that I'm a bad texter. It's that you're entirely too good. That's what it is. You're a Hall of Fame texter. Congratulations. You're amazing. You... I don't even think people who are capable of texting back every three minutes should be upset at other people. If anything, we should be upset with you. This is, <laughs> somebody has to talk about this. Texting was never intended to be instant messenger. And if it was, I wasn't informed. I could be wrong here. I'm willing to be wrong and be open-minded. I learned that that's a part of growth. However, I am under the impression that text is a convenient way to communicate, right? That's what it was made for, to be convenient. Because you can't always jump on the phone. You can't always talk on the phone. So you can sometime now just send a text. And when the person receives it and has an opportunity, they'll respond. 
Now, I'm not saying wait a week to respond to people. That's I can understand how you'd be upset with that. But there are people who will call you a bad texter if you text back like every 30 minutes, an hour, some even 10 minutes. Oh, my God, it took you 10 minutes. You have to relax. I think some of us are still caught in that instant messenger. Because I remember when I was in college and we used to instant message with somebody, you expected it to really be instant. Like no one has ever put instant ramen noodles in the pot and expected to wait 45 minutes. I get it. I'd have went to a damn restaurant if that's the case. I want it to be instant. I get it. But that was instant messenger. Some of y'all got that same mentality for texting. I don't believe text is supposed to work like that. I don't. Y'all gonna have to tell me I'm wrong because I don't, I think text should work in a way where, hey, boom, throwing this out there, right? Now, some people you have a relationship with that y'all, you may text the person like, hey, hey, how you doing? How's your day? How's work? I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I can't do that. That's not my, that's just not me. I'm not by my phone like that. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be by my phone like that to where we are having small talks of texting every day, talking about the same things. I just, I don't want to do that. That's not my style. For those who do do that, I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying that you don't get to be mad at the people who are not like that or who simply don't have that kind of time. Some of us have jobs where we can text all day. Some of us don't. I know people who got jobs, they can't even have a phone. So when they get off of work, maybe they don't want to be tied to their phone. Some of us just not phone people. I am not a phone person. I am always doing something. Something. And that don't always mean something crazy. I could just be watching a Netflix show. But if I'm watching a show, guess what I don't really want to be doing? Texting. Sometime I have an event. Sometime I have a show. Sometime I have an appearance. Sometime I'm at a dinner. Sometime I'm at a lunch. Sometime I'm at a promotion. Wherever I'm at, I don't really have time to be texting. And then if I am chilling, guess what I'm doing? Chilling. And I don't really want to be texting. <laughs> it's... Is I text back as best as I can, but it really is not a lot of time in my day or in my life when I'm doing absolutely nothing. And I just have time to sit there and just... And I don't even think... Like, really deep conversations should be had over text either. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that either. You don't know how to take somebody's tone. You don't know how to take somebody's message. Gets all, it gets it get like some people really like to have serious deep back and forth text convos and I'm like I'm not nah because then somebody takes something the way you didn't mean it now you're trying to explain why you didn't mean it that way and then they trying to explain why they took it that way and then four hours done pass for y'all to get to the point where you go oh, okay now I get it when that would have been a five minute phone conversation I'm not doing that I told y'all I don't like wasting my time if it's super important call someone. You can't be mad at somebody because they don't text back at your speed. I know I'm stepping out there with no bulletproof vest, and this might come back to bite me because I know everybody hates bad texters, as y'all call us. However, I'm trying to change the narrative because somebody has to stand up for what they believe in, and that's me. Okay, it's going to be me. I am not a bad texter. Some of y'all are just too damn good. You're too good. Relax. Right after you text me, go watch something. Put some coffee on. Put a little mini series on. Soon as it gets really good, I'm going to text you back. You're fine. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. You ever feel bad because you text somebody back like the next day and they text you back in three seconds? (laughs) 
I feel like an asshole. I'm not gonna, I mean, I have I have a heart. I can't help it. Even though I feel like, damn, I mean, I still feel bad. And I take another day to text them back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> they got a way of making you feel bad, though, man. All right? Listen, it's not my fault. I'm not a bad texter. You're just really good. So I went into this um this story about how I used to chase this particular girl because I used to like her. And none of my jump shots fell. She kept me in the friend zone. And I used to get upset about it because I really liked her. I didn't I was young at the time and I didn't have enough self-esteem or enough self-confidence to feel like this has nothing to do with me. This has everything to do with her. Like, if she don't get it, if she don't see it, that's on her. At the time, I used to feel like, damn, you giving all these other dudes a chance, you won't give me a chance. What do they have I don't have, right? And some of us get caught up in that mentality. And if you're in it, you should get out of it very fast. You got to have enough self-esteem, enough self-confidence to know if somebody ain't rocking with you, don't take it personal. If they don't know any better, that has nothing to do with you. But at that time, I didn't have nobody in my corner to really give me that juice so we would talk on the phone. She would tell me about all her issues about these other dudes. But then it was like, I'm sitting there like, uh, kind of available here. And none of the jumpers would fall, ever. But we always remained somewhat friendly, and we've been friends uh, to this day. It's been years now. And so I talked about it, and I talked about how she had finally gave me some closure on the situation by telling me, basically, that she would have sex with the other guys because that's all they wanted. And she didn't want to have sex with me because I wanted more. She felt like I liked her for more than sex, so she didn't want to give me sex. And, I mean, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm not going to lie. That was how I responded to the closure. Like, that's, to me, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And we talked about it on the show, and I got a little bit better of understanding about it. And for her to say that, it was kind of like, I guess it was closure, but I wasn't sure. And everybody on the show is like, nah, she gave you the best closure you could ask for. It has nothing to do with you. has everything to do with her because she didn't feel like she was worthy of you. And I do kind of remember her saying things like that. You know, like, I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't deserve you or, and like, I'm not Lori Harvey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Thanos. I don't, what do you mean? I never got that. But I did understand the aspect of it wasn't me, it was her. And I think so many of us need that lesson at some point in life. Sometimes it's not you. It has nothing to do with you. Everything to do with them. Because how people receive you and treat you a lot of the times are reflections of who they are. Not necessarily who you are. And it takes, it takes time to truly get that and understand that. And I remember I used to go so hard at everything that I was doing because I wanted to impress her. I wanted her, I wanted I wanted her to see in me whatever she saw in them. When the whole time it was that she saw nothing in them. And <laughs> it kind of helped me in a way because I was going hard at my dreams back then cuz I I was trying to impress her and it 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 did help. However, my self-esteem and my mind wasn't right. And it's cool now. Life is 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 very different for me now. I've grown. So it was it was it was great to get some kind of closure. A good friend of mine who is a therapist uh, said to me once, sometime it's easier for a woman to give away her body than it is for her to give away her heart. It's like, whoa, because that's deep. And it came from a woman. So I'm like, I get that. I got it. And I was and, and I was like, all right. I, I haven't been mad for a while, but now I finally understand it. 
The only thing I was truly mad about was that I beat myself up so long. But at the same time, my mentality, my mind, the way I operate, the way I live my life, I'll never understand that. And that's not for me to understand. But I do understand the fact that some people don't think they're worth something. And I don't know why. I don't know why anybody ever feels as if they're not worth something. Because a lot of us come from nothing. And all of us have done wrong. All of us have made mistakes. What makes you feel like you're not worth something? I don't know that mentality. And I didn't realize, because I was so caught in my world, I didn't realize that there were people who struggled with this. I was the type of person who was given nothing, but still somewhere in my mind, I felt like I deserved everything that I could potentially get. Why wouldn't I? I'm willing to work for it. I'm a good person. I'm going for it. Why would you feel as if you don't deserve something or you're not worth something? And it took me back to this place when I remember talking to my man, David, uh, who we worked in a mailroom together and he passed away while I worked there. God bless his soul. But there was a time when we were talking and I remember he really liked this woman that worked at the job and she was a big deal in the company. We worked in a mailroom and I remember him always talking about her and like, yo, man, damn, I just wish I could like take her out on a date. And she's always talking to me about how she's single and she's and I'm like. Well, ask her, like, what you doing? I'd have been asked her. And he's like, nah, he looked at, and he looked at me like, are you crazy? And I'm like, what am I missing here? And he's like, dude, we're not in her league. And I said, first of all, what you mean we? <laughs> when, when, when you say we, don't pull me in this. I don't know nothing about a league. I don't believe in a league. But let's, let's get back to you. What you mean you not in her league? Man, I just work in the mailroom. So, she got her mail quicker than anybody else. So that mean to me. Your mail coming to your desk so fast. They're like, well, how you doing that, Keisha? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. That don't mean nothing. This is what you do. This is not who you are. But I always had that mentality. And I couldn't understand at that time why he felt like this woman was out of his league. Because I genuinely didn't feel like that. And maybe he did. And maybe she would have. But I didn't feel like that. Who's out of my league? You dating me for what I do or for who I am? Because if you date me for what I do, well, that's temporary anyway. Because I knew I wasn't going to be in that mailroom long. It's always temporary. You, you might date the CEO. You don't know if he's going to be the CEO forever. You dating him for what he do or for who he is. So if we're talking about dating somebody for who they are, then what you mean you're not worthy? Or they out of your league. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that mentality. So maybe she had it. So I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I'm, I am trying to understand. But at the same time, I'm trying to motivate. Because if you feel like that, inferior, in any way, you don't have to. I was always like that. I, I remember playing basketball, and we would get on the court with dudes that were 10 years older than us, stronger than us, everything. And all my friends would be scared. Yo, we shouldn't be playing these grown men. So? Exactly. That means there's no pressure. We got nothing to lose. Let's go out here and get busy. Inferior to what? So I don't know this whole she felt like she wasn't worthy thing. I'm lost. You didn't think you were worthy for the guy that was offering you so much? So you dealt with the guys that were offering you nothing? You don't want to sleep with the guy that appreciates your personality. You'd rather sleep with the guy that just wants to sleep with you. I'm not going to lie. That concept baffles me. To me, it's like someone coming up to you and saying, hey, I could give you a million dollars right now for nothing, or I could give you $10 
and watch you work for the next 20 years, and then I'll give you the million then. And you, you're going to say, well, I guess I, I, haven't, I haven't earned the million, so I'll take the 10 and struggle. Fam, take the million. <laughs> what, the, what are you doing? You don't know what's going to come in the future. You don't know what your life is going to be, but the million is there. Just take it. What's the worst that can happen? If you don't like me and nothing comes of it, didn't you experience the same exact situation you experienced with the guy that just wanted to sleep with you? But if you do like me and we end up having children or getting married or whatever it is, whatever the more thing is, because honestly, I don't even know how I was different from any other guy, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, pretty much every guy comes in with the intent. Some guys are just more gentlemen about it. At the end of the day, to think that this guy doesn't want, like, like every guy wants to sleep with you. I mean, that's, that's, that's the common sense part. But how he's going to treat you in the process, how he's going to value you, what he's going to show you as what your worth is, that's going to be a bit different. And you choose the guy who doesn't think you're worth shit because you don't think you're worth shit. And I get it. But I don't because I'm the kind of guy if somebody like if a woman leaves me and then she goes and she gets with Jay-Z. Most guys would feel like, damn, that's an L. Well, yeah, if we talking money, it's no debate. <laughs> There's no debate. If, if what you're looking for is money, I'm not even showing up to the party. But if we talking about being a man, strip all that. And just be bare as a man? We going personality for personality? I'm whooping Jay-Z's ass. What? <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm not scared. What do you mean? I, like, I love me. Love you. And Jay-Z should feel the same way. Like, what? I don't know the out-of-my-league dialogue. No. If Jay-Z want to have a personality test, tell him meet me anywhere, anytime. Leave his wallet at home. And his wife, and his career, and his resume, and his cars, and his home, and his clothes, and his status, his mind, <laughs> blue, leave all of that at home. All of that is better than me. But just bring your personality. I'm going hard. What Jay want to do? Because at the end of the day, that's all you come with, and that's all you leave with. So what do you mean you're not worthy? Oh, my God, I would hope that I never heard anybody I love or I care about ever say something like they don't feel like they're worthy of anything. A woman, a man, a job, whatever. You're worthy. Unless you don't think you are, then you're not. So know your worth. I remember I dated this girl one time, and I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I am. Because <laughs> I love y'all, and we ain't kicked it in a while. So hell with it. But I was dating this girl one time, and this this woman hated sports. I remember that. She she was not a sports fan at all. So it was never surprising to find out that she didn't know who an athlete was, no matter who the athlete. Like, she just wasn't into that at all. And I remember one time I was sitting there, and I was watching the playoffs. I believe it, it might have been the Cavs and the Celtics or something at the time. I don't remember. It's a while ago. And she was like, oh, my God. That's him. And I'm like, that's him. That's who? And she's like, that guy. That's the guy that tried to pick me up the other day. And I was like, pick you up? Like he was in an Uber or something? 
She was like, nah, he tried to holler at me. Like he tried to talk to me at the library on the steps. And now I got to paint this picture. She is not, she's not a clout chaser. She ain't had no social media. She wasn't into none of that. She was on some real like, I'm about my business. I'm about my money. I don't care about none of that. I don't watch sports. I don't, it was different. It was attractive to be honest. And so she wasn't like, uh, she wouldn't lie. She wouldn't exaggerate. That just wasn't her personality. So as she's telling me this, I'm kind of like taken aback because I know her and I know she ain't playing. So I'm like, who? She's like, I don't know his name. You just have to wait. But he's the really tall one. I'm like, yo, it's the NBA. That's all of them. So we're looking and like the TV keeps flashing to different players. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, it's going to be like Smush Parker, Eric Snow, some shit like that. And she's like him. And I'm like, get the, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And I'm not going to say his name (laughs) because I don't know this story to be completely true. I was not there. It's all alleged. I wasn't there. But this is what she told me. I'm not going to say his name. Man has been married for a long time. I will say this. (laughs) He was the best basketball player on the court. And he's been the best basketball player on the court. For the last 15, 20 years, pretty much. Every year. And I was like, nah. Nah, you playing. And she's like, I'm dead serious. Is he, like, really good? And I'm like, is he really good? He's the best basketball player on the planet. What you mean? And she was like, I didn't know. And I'm like, did this dude really try to bag you? And she was like, yes, he really did. And I was like, what did you say? And she was like, honestly, I didn't think. I mean, I knew he was tall and. He smelled good, and I, I kind of figured he was somebody because people kept staring at him, but he was just like, you know, can I have your number and holler at you at another time? I'm listening like I'm a groupie. The greatest basketball player in the world tried to back in. And she was like, yeah, I didn't know he was like a big-time ball player. And I'm like, well, what you saying? She was like, I told him I was dating somebody, stupid. And I was like, as in me? And she was like, yes. And I was like, then I ain't the stupid one. You stupid. (laughs) Yo, you turned down the greatest basketball player on the planet to be with me. Nah. (laughs) I would have left. (laughs) Yo, this is. And, you know, we laughed and we joked about it, but it's it's true. It's true. And 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 she did take like a little picture. And it was of him leaving. It was like, and it was him. But again, um, I like, I like, I know y'all know who I'm talking about, but I'm just not going to say his name because I got too much respect for him. But at the end of the day, I genuinely in that moment felt like you got to be dumb. Why would you do that? But she had, it's like, she so didn't care. And at that time of my life, I didn't realize that there were women in the world who felt this way? I'm being honest. I didn't. I was young. I was naive. And I did, and I thought women were into status. And for her, I was like, I don't give a damn who that dude is. I got you. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm leaving me. I'm out. But why am I? Again, strip that man of everything he has. The money. And it's a lot of it. <laughs> the status, the respect, the power. The charm, the amazing talents, abilities, and gifts, and height. Take it all away. What do you have? Me. That's who you have. 
And that's where you're happy because I'm worth it. Know your worth. Um, I'm going to get out of here on this. Woo. Uh, I'm not going to stay here long because I can't. I'm still in a very emotional place. But if you know anything about my journey, if you follow me at all, you know that I lost my grandmother a little more than a month ago. And I ain't going to lie to y'all, I'm not okay. I'm processing it. It's difficult. But I'm getting better. I'm certainly a lot better than I was a month ago, a week ago, a day ago. So one day at a time, I'm processing it. It's very hard. It's the hardest loss I've ever experienced by far. Nothing comes close. Every step of it was hard. Finding out she was sick. Not knowing if she was going to make it. Her passing. Having to go to the viewing. To the funeral. To bury her. To come back. It's really sucked. It's been really, really difficult. Um, I, There were days I genuinely didn't know what I was going to do. Or what was next. This is a woman who has been in my life my entire life. Every day. Uh, we text every day, every single day. She texts me every morning, every morning. Um, you know, she was a part of the island that raised me. You know, that helped me, that encouraged me, that assisted me. Uh, I, I love her so much. I miss her so much. Um, I genuinely can't put it into words, and I've tried so often, and I'm done trying. It's just too hard. However. I would like to say uh, thank you to everyone who has reached out uh, via text, via phone, via DM. I'm still reading them, but I've read so many of them. I couldn't respond to them all, but I, I read them. I really did read them. This was one time, there was a time I sat there, I let the tears fall, and I read all of the words that y'all sent me, all of the encouragement. Thank you. It meant so much to me. And I feel so connected with y'all more than I ever have. Like, we really in this together. And I show up every day on the Burt Show. I show up every week here on In a Moment. And not only do I try to entertain y'all, I try to give y'all whatever wisdom that I have incurred that week or that day or that hour or that minute. Because I genuinely feel a connection with y'all that I don't think a lot of people feel with their listeners. I, tr I truly don't. I've learned how magical it really is because y'all played such an important part of helping lift me when I was down. I wanted to give up. There was moments I truly did not want to come back into working at all. I'm proud of myself for being here right now because I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. It was it just nothing was funny to me. I didn't want to talk about anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. But there were so many words, encouraging messages and powerful thoughts that y'all gave me. That reminded me. That I wasn't honoring my grandmother the way I needed to. And I'm stronger than that. And I'm better than that. And I'm going to honor her the way she deserves to be honored by getting up every day and putting in the work and being the best, absolute best person I could be every moment of every day. And giving out nothing but good energy, regardless of the energy that's returned, because that's who my grandmother was. That's what everybody showed up at a funeral and said. I wasn't the only person my grandmother texted every day. She did that to her friends, family, whoever needed it. If she called you, if, if your time was 8.30 to 9 and that was your slot every morning, what you going through? Let's get through it together. I'm praying for you. My grandmother walked around and lifted people up for a living. That's the kind of person she was.
That's the kind of spirit she has. I've never seen my grandmother truly like bash somebody or speak foul of someone. I'm not saying she never did it. I'm not painting her to be this perfect person. I'm just saying I've never seen it. She didn't bring that energy around me. I always saw my grandmother smiling, happy, uplifting someone, laughing, telling a joke. Always, always. I can't imagine what she must have been going through or what she'd been through in her lifetime. I learned more about her in the week that she passed than I, than I learned than knowing her my whole life. But I never saw it. Always uplifting me, always encouraging me. Telling me to be great, but be humble. Be humble, but be great. At the same time. I will, Grandma. Oh, I got you. Don't you worry about anything down here. I got this. I got this. But take it from here. You gave me more than I ever needed. More than I ever knew you gave me. And you're still giving. And that's the message I want to get to everybody who reached out to me and said that you know the pain. That you lost your mom. You lost your dad. You lost your grandma. You lost your grandpa. You lost your children. Whomever it may be, your best friend, your godmom, your cousin. I read them. I read them all. And it's taken a lot of time, and I'm still getting through it, but I'm starting to realize that she's with me. And they're with you. You know, Bert came and, and picked me up and said, let's go get a drink. I know you need it. You know, if you got to cry it out to me, whatever you got to do, let's talk about it. And I appreciated that. And he didn't really know where we should go, but we picked a small place that uh, neither of us had ever been. And we 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 pull up, and the place is called the Buelas. <laughs> it's, it's grandma in Spanish for those who may not know. And I probably said it wrong. If you're Hispanic, don't kill me, man. I'm trying here, right? But we both were, like, blown away by it. And then I went out the next day with a good friend of mine who wanted to do the same, who wanted to, you know, take me out and get a drink. And guess what the special day, guess what the special of the day was? Grandma Ye. Of course it was. Of course it was. Grandma, why wouldn't it be? Because she's here. And I feel it in everything. I really do. It took, I didn't feel it at first. It's very angry. I went through the five stages of grief. I went through them all. If you're grieving right now or or if you just want to be informed, look it up. It's helpful. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I'm creeping on acceptance now. Because I know she's here. She's showing me. And she know I'm stubborn. So she's going out of her way to show me. Like she's making it very obvious. <laughs> what else you want me to do, Reese? Okay? How many more places you got to go to that's going to be called grandma's? How many more drinks? How many more times grandma yay got to be on sale? She's with me. And whomever you have lost, they're with you. Look for the signs if you want to. Or don't. And just know. But the signs have been very, very clear for me. And she's giving me so much in life. And she even gave me just as much in death. That's the kind of impact my grandmother had on my life. That's the kind of woman she was. And I can completely understand why God needed her. And um, I really miss you, Grandma. I love you. I know you're all right. I'm going to keep fighting. And I want y'all to keep fighting. 
If you're going through something right now, if you miss somebody, I'm with you. I'm with you. It hurts, man. It hurts like hell. But you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. We all going to be all right. And I just want to thank y'all for all the messages and just taking the time out. It's nice to know you loved. You need to be reminded of that when you lose someone you love so much. You know, I just want to send you some love and some encouragement this year. We all need it. It's going to be a good year. Y'all not about to have me crying here. I'm holding these tears back. Y'all not about to do that to me. Nope. 2020, y'all might have got it. Not this year. Brand new. But when I say I love y'all and I say I thank y'all, I mean simply for listening, if nothing else. For downloading my podcast every week. I'm going to have a new level of gratitude and appreciation for just moments and for people and for love this year now than I ever have. It's one of the gifts my grandmother gave me. And not giving a fuck. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> my grandmother gave me that too. I used to care about a whole lot of shit I don't care about anymore, man. You lose somebody you love like that, you stop caring about a whole lot of things. You just do. It's like, what was I even worried about that for? It's small. It's not even, it's nothing. This life way too short to be worried about some of the things we worry about on a daily basis. Stop it. Stop it. Life's hard enough. Don't make it harder on yourself for no reason. I'm back. I'm in rare form. I'm better than I've ever been. And we're going into episode 50, damn it. And I look forward to the next 50. And it sucks that I said to myself that I was going to honor my grandmother on my podcast a week before she passed. But now for the next few weeks, I'm going to take some time to honor some people before it's too late. And I'm going to start with my great-grandmother, Nanny. Thank you for giving me my grandmother, for having her. You are such a strong, amazing woman. And my father told me a story about how he was talking to his grandmother, who was my great-grandmother, and he said, I thanked her for having my mother. And she got off the phone, and my, my Uncle Raymond got on the phone, and she had to go, and he said... What happened? And it turns out that she cried. And my father said everybody was, was kind of losing it because she, they'd never seen her cry. Here's a woman who's lost four kids and her grandkids and her, her own kids. No one has ever seen her cry. No one. That's how strong she is. I cried when people die. I didn't know. <laughs> Y'all should have saw me when Kobe died. I was a mess. I don't have that kind of strength. You kidding me? That's what I come from, though. That's the kind of stock. Shout out to you, Nanny. That voice, that beautiful, sweet voice. You always sung in the choir. You always sung to me when I was young. I'm Lil' Papa. That's my name. <laughs> She's always called me Lil' Papa. I called her one day. I was like, hey, Nanny, it's Reese. She was like, who this? <laughs> Yo, my nanny did me the same way homegirl did me. That's nanny, it's me. She's like, I don't I said, Lil' Papa. She said, Lil' Papa. She remembered so fast. I forgot my name. That's on me, Grandma. That ain't on you. I'm Lil' Papa. Always have been. So many memories of you holding me, of us going to the church, of you singing in the choir, going to see her. She's just, she's still going, man, to this day. Strong. Shout out to you. I love you dearly. And shout out to you, Grandma Velma Barnes. I love you too. And I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Next week, bitches.
Download my new single, Dreams to Reality, under Mo Mitch or 1901, available on all platforms. Slipping and I'm stumbling like I can't see. Yeah, blinded by my dreams. Every time they reach, cross over on me, knock me off my feet. Yeah, Kyle Cove from three. Yeah, I promise that it get deep. It ain't all that you see. Can you feel what I mean? Keep on raising the bar. Between the lines you should read I've been bothered by these demons while I rest I don't know if I could swallow reality when it is I've been coping with my problems while trying to coexist You might feel a little hopeless and broken but don't you quit Cause I swear to God you probably even closer than you think Shit get overwhelming that's why I be smoking when I drink Coast P, MOE, I stay so sleep Y'all saw it before me and helped me start to believe I used to want it all like the money in the chain Till I learn that all money ain't the same Cause you could do it all for the money and the fame But you gon' learn this way more money in the game I used to want it all like the money in the chain Till I learn that all money ain't the same Cause you can do it all for the money and the fame But you gon' learn this way more money in the game Give me the game, I swear to y'all I'm legit Pick up the letter, but really been through some shit Before every stand-up show, I've learned to sit And think about the days I really wanted to quit So it's, it's like every show is my last Can't break everything that I want is glass Chasing all this money while outrunning my past For a future like a future, this shit that you gotta pass She could probably be so much more than I ass But the thing about having class is really there ain't a class uh, Anything that I learned, they gon' hate you for it all Even the stuff you were When taking all these same day trips wasn't a thing I was married to the phone, praying that it would ring Oof. Battles that I done fought I done been through this shit too long to come up I short I used to want it all like the money in the chain at Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie From LA Studios and me, Diane Guerrero, we want to start a mental health revolution. And then as soon as I started going to therapy, it was like such a release, everything aligned. And then I started booking things, and then I started actually having somewhat of a career. But it all came from mental health. That's why I'm so, I think this is like possibly the most important podcast I'm doing. Listen to Yeah, No, I'm Not Okay, wherever you get your podcasts.